Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 360. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. And uh, before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades. And like we were saying before, we lagged out, Matt. We both love a good deal, and Tomahawk Shades right now has their warehouse sale box sale going on where there's four different tiers. You can get things in these boxes that are hand-picked, and they'll have items from their eyewear collections, clothing collections, watches, unreleased items, accessories, limited edition items, collaborations, reserves, and more. Their tier one box is $25. You get two to three items, and it's a $75 value. Their tier two box is $50. You get three to five items at a $125 value. Their tier three box is $75. Five to seven items in there, $175 value. And then their tier four box is $100. There's seven to nine items, and it's a $225 value. Best part about all of this, too, is it's a fantastic deal. But our promo code USP gets you 25% off. It works on the warehouse sale. So you can get. The tier four box for $75, that qualifies for free shipping. You're paying $75 for a $225 value box. You can't beat that. That's mathematics, baby. That is, as Dom would say, mathematics. Uh, And Tomahawk Shades just announced two new uh, investors and partners with their company, John Jay and Daniel Descalzo, two former World Series champions with the St. Louis Cardinals. So they're adding to their team. And uh, big things are on the horizon with Tomahawk Shades. So go to TomahawkShades.com. Check out the warehouse sale. Their fall apparel collection, the first drop just uh, came out earlier this week. So go to Tomahawk Shades. And when you go to check out, use our code USP for 25% off your order. From our friends at Tomahawk Shades, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. They got the single flavor, four packs of the vodka sodas available on their website. Go to StatesideVodka.com. Check out all they've got going on. Uh, from our friends at Stateside, you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, the best beer to have to crack open on a football Sunday. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. See who's got Kenwood on track on tap by using the Kenny Tracker. And uh, you got to be 21 or older to crack open a nice cold Kenny. And, of course, please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream. We, I am living the dream. We are flying high. The Eagles and your Dolphins both getting dubs on Sunday. Uh, big if not games. by land, by sea. Exactly. Air, sea, Superman, who knows. Um, Eagles looking good. Jalen Hurts' jersey is up 500% in sales. Uh, I will not forget Chris Sims listing him as the number 41 quarterback going into the season. Uh, um, Eagles look good. They're, they're still young. There's still some things I think they need to work out, but... For a, an opening week game, I thought they looked good, and now they get a real test going into this weekend against the 49ers, who are dealing with injuries. They lost one of their starting corners for the season. Raheem Mostert is out for the season, um, which is not great for fantasy purposes no. for a lot of people. And uh, we'll see if Brandon Ayuk comes out of the doghouse for Kyle Shanahan as well. But I think this is a big test just because this 49ers team still has a lot of pieces from their Super Bowl year. Kyle Shanahan's one of the smartest coaches in the NFL. He's very, you know, crafty. They have that two-quarterback system going, so that'll be a test for the defense. I I think this game is, even though it's so early in the season, I think it's going to be a nice little litmus test to where Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff can make adjustments on the fly during the game and then to see how Jalen Hurts handles pressure from guys like Nick Bosa and, you know, Eric Armstead and the rest of the 49ers pass rush. 
yeah, it's definitely a, a much different scenario going from the Falcons, who you know, also had a new head coach. I saw a stat, I think it was in the last, I don't know, like 10 years, uh, rookie coaches, head coaches in the first game were like 114 and 1. Wow. Like, uh, so you had two, you know, rookie coaches go, going at it on uh, on Sunday, and, you know, not, not very often you, you see something like that happen. But I, I do think it's it's interesting, like, when you consider – with the narrative of of the Eagles team was going into, you know, we, we talked a lot about how there really wasn't any expectations mm -hmm. and you could kind of sell us on anything with the Eagles. And most likely they end up as, you know, like a seven, eight win team, but you know, there's, there's like a pathway for Jalen Hurts to be very good that Devonte Smith, very good. And outside of that, you know, like it's kind of a, a roster of a lot of veterans and there's some young guys obviously sprinkled in, but it's just still like an okay team. And they looked more than okay in Atlanta yeah. on Sunday. I mean, that was, dare I say, one of the best Eagles performances in two years. Easy. I mean, like, I genuinely, like, you look at any of the games last year, I nothing came close <laughs> to that. Um, and even in the year before, there wasn't that many games. Outside where like, wow. of, like, that down-the-stretch run that Wentz, like, put the team right. on his back and but you were playing against the NFC East. Rarely did you have this team, like, just beat the brakes off someone. Like, 32 to 6 is, uh, you know, away from home is that. You shut the Falcons out in the second half. Yeah. That's impressive. Especially when you consider, like, you know, I think one of the knocks on the Eagles as well is defensively that they're, you know, likely not to be very good. And again, you know, it's hard to say, like, with Atlanta because they looked inept at times. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, this, this weekend is going to be a much bigger test on both sides of the ball. This is a 49ers team. It's the Lions, but they just put up 41 points. You know, obviously they, they gave up quite a bit, but a lot of that, like so much of that was just so obviously garbage time. Yeah. You know, like this was a team that is still very dangerous. And yeah, it's, it's going to exploit every single weakness you have. And it's it's the ultimate test, but you're at home. Nick Sirianni laying the the, the groundwork already for all of his uh, schmoozing of the Philly crowd. He's but, in his 200-level course of Bryce Harper pandering school. <laughs> which is great. You love to see it. You know, it's good that he's continuing his education. But I do think, you know, like, this team can surprise, you know, in a lot of games, and they, and they will this year. I don't know that they'll do it against the 49ers, and I do think they, they just have too much talent for the Eagles to kind of keep up with. I just don't know that they're on that level yet, but they could certainly surprise mm -hmm. me on Sunday, and I, I don't know that I'd be floored if they get a result against the 49ers. And I know it's only week one, but after watching the other teams in the NFC East, I think that the path to winning the division is wide open. Like the Cowboys, I was really impressed with the Cowboys. If the I'm Cowboys played well, but I think they're a beatable team. Yes. Um, you know, their defense didn't do much to impress me. I think it was very much all their offense. The, the Washington football team already lost Ryan Fitzpatrick for a good chunk of time. So they're going to be throwing Taylor Heineke out there. We've kind of forgotten that Taylor Heineke was like pretty good though. That like, yeah, he was for what he is, but, I know, I know, it's like a division rival and everything, but like Washington was like the only team in the playoffs last year that actually gave the Buccaneers a fair like run at it, like better than the Chiefs did, better than the Packers did, really, and that was with Taylor Heineke leading the way. Like, I don't know, I, 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 I actually thought they played better with Heineke on, I think on Sunday. The because I think we've forgotten that Ryan Fitzpatrick is like not actually that good. And yeah. there's again a reason he's been a journeyman his entire career. There's a reason he hasn't had this like playoffs because he's just not very good. Like his best seasons are like twenty one touchdowns and like fifteen interceptions. Like that is a good mm -hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick season. That is not good. <laughs> I think the biggest thing from Washington is because everybody hyped up their defense this year as being, you know, that world beater type of defense, but they showed against the Chargers if that defensive line couldn't get home and create pressure and, and get sacks on the quarterback, their defense is so vulnerable vulnerable behind them that if your offensive line's protecting you, you can you can beat that defense. Or if you have a, a quarterback who can move, yeah. which the, you know, the Eagles do have. I just, you know, I think the Cowboys really impressed me. You know, Washington, I, I think we have to see how Heineke does before we make – any kind of like mm -hmm. sweeping judgment about them because I think or before still... Washington signs Cam Newton, <laughs> right? Oh God, I sure hope not. I have get I have him too back much, with Ron Rivera. I have too much Terry McLaurin uh, to really. <laughs> I really don't like that you just put that into existence at all. Um, Dallas impressed me a lot. I, I think simply because 
everyone expected them to get washed by Tampa Bay. And you can make an argument that they should win that game. I think part of it is a weakness of theirs, though, is it's head coaching is not great. Mm-hmm. But And Greg Zerline is not Greg Zerline of, you know, 2016. Right, but I, I watched that game and I think, like, damn, like, Dak looked he, very good. Dak looked very good. That offense looks amazing. Yeah, the defense wasn't great, but I think a lot of defenses are going to look not great against Tampa Bay. And you I know, think Dallas not is, that Dallas is actually going to have a good one, but I, you know, Dallas is going to be in a lot of barn burner games. I think, but I year. think if you can score, I think Dallas can score thirty against anyone. Like they they practically did against Tampa Bay. Like who are supposed to be you know like the top defense. Yeah, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. think. I think they're going to be very, very difficult to beat simply because you're going to have to boat race with them. And that's, I don't know. that I know it feels stupid saying that right after the Eagles just put up 32, but I don't know that the Eagles have that kind of offense. I think they're very efficient, but it's, they're not going big plays like the Cowboys were. That really doesn't seem to be the Eagles like plan. Here. At least yet. Right. You know, like as Hertz gets more comfortable, but even then his depth of target was not deep. You know, mm-hmm. he's doing, you know. I think that also was probably uh, a design for right. that game where it was like once they went up two scores, it was like, all right, let's just, you know, keep it safe. Whatever happens, we'll get the chunk yards and right. we'll, we'll you know, run some clock. But the Giants just look absolutely terrible, too. They Giants, I mean, are just an absolute are a joke. I, 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 People talk a lot about like the Texans being the worst team or the Jaguars and and like a few others, but like Giants have a very legitimate case. I know last year they got like coached up or whatever by Joe Judge, but that was a brutal, brutal mm-hmm. opening game. And Daniel Jones just cannot hold on to the ball. They have like obviously like good skill position players, but even Saquon is still like working his way back from injury. They constantly lose. Like, Evan Ingram is, like, never quite healthy, right? He's like, out this week. He's out this week. It's a short week, so that's, that makes it even more difficult. Like, I just feel like they have so, they they have such, like, critical weaknesses. They're, every team pretty much has weaknesses. You're, you're always going to have your strengths and weaknesses. But I feel like what the Giants are especially bad at are things that you can't recover from. Mm-hmm. You cannot recover from the fra- fact that your quarterback is the most turnover-prone quarterback in NFL history at the start of his career. Like you can't you that is you're constantly playing at a disadvantage when you have Daniel Jones starting for you. And that is very difficult to overcome and it clearly has been for New York. So until they move on from him even I, I don't know where you go from there. I just yeah, I, I do think the Eagles have a path to winning the division that I think maybe wasn't as clear before the season started. It's also week one, you right. know, and this could all very quickly be brought back down to earth after a humbling by San Francisco this weekend. But, you know, I do think they're in a better place. And I think it's it's all positive stuff, too. I mean, listen, like so much of like Jalen Hurts and even still people are, are very negative about him, which I don't, again, don't, don't really it. understand. But you know, so much is like, well, we don't know if he can pass. I thought he had passed fantastic on Sunday. Again, he's not throwing deep bombs. He wasn't throwing like he's efficient, but that's what you need to like. You don't need. I don't. I know Patrick Mahomes is great, and I know he's fun to watch because he throws these seventy-yard bombs to people, and it's amazing to watch. But like, you don't need that. You don't have. You don't have to. Especially do that when you're the games. Eagles and your wide receivers have so much speed and right. quickness after the catch that like, if there's any bit of space, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins are going to burn whatever defensive back is behind them right and and Jalen Hurts himself is a massive massive threat to to run at any time I just think there's more than one way to win there's there's not one singular way to win in any sport you can always find and adapt to what you have and good teams will do that good teams will you know look at what they have and build with with the pieces that not they're not always trying to adapt to everyone else you know, like that's usually not a formula mm-hmm. for winning so if I, I, I do think the Eagles can have a better season than we anticipated, but I do feel like, you know, like we could look back on this week and think like, yeah, the Falcons, you know, on their, what is it now? Three and 14 season. Yeah. Not surprising that we went in there and, and torched them week one, but you know, it could be a different story. PFF also gave their lowest grade ever to an offensive lineman. One of the Falcons offensive linemen got a 1.4 against the Philadelphia. Just the one that tweeted about, uh, that would Draft have been, me and I'll protect Matt I Ryan. believe so. <laughs> Absolutely Yikes. hilarious. That's tough to see. Um, and I think one of the other benefits of this weekend is 
we can also confirm that Lincoln Financial Field and, of course, Jerry World is going to be state-of-the-art. Uh, we don't have stadium issues because the Washington football team, oh, their stadium God. had raw sewage leaking near fans. And then I saw today, I don't know if you saw this Well, video. when you drain the swamp, it has to go somewhere, Kyle. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw this video. I saw it today for the first time. Apparently, there was a fan at the Giants game that uh, mm. they, they put ketchup on their hot dog. Yes. And there were maggots in the ketchup. <laughs> Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Like, that's weird too, though, because like MetLife is like, brand new stadium practically yeah, like as far as stadium new. goes um i don't know what happened there that's disgusting though we hey you know what though like you know, throw that lawsuit out baby get yeah, <laughs> get that bag get some, get some money for that you deserve <laughs> it at least get your ticket refunded if you deserve it based on play alone i do not know what i would do if i saw raw suit oh by the way uh giants fans booing the giants but you know it's only philly no sports that deal. do that nimrods <laughs> Uh, I don't know what I would do if, I, if raw sewage started pouring out at a seat that I paid. Uh, I would start convulsing <laughs> and say that Dan Snyder owes me $20 million. Gazillions of dollars. That's that's what it's going to take for me to shut up because <laughs> I just got crap sprayed all over me. Ugh. $20 million bucks and call it call it square. What what a shitty situation. <laughs> um. But the Eagles are one to know. They're in first place all by themselves Sirianni in the undefeated. Nick Sirianni undefeated as a head coach. And uh, the other benefit of this past weekend is Carson Wentz pay- played 100% of the snaps. And still oh, looked like he looked great, didn't he? Good old Carson Wentz and Colts media starting to blame their offensive line for the uh, the quarterback pressures. When uh, Stop me if you've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is it that everywhere Carson Wentz goes, there's offensive line issues? It's almost like because the, the guy is a uh, immature child when he drops back and refuses to adjust at all and has to do it his way, which means he puts unnecessary pressure on himself, making his offensive line look bad. Yep. You'll learn soon, Indianapolis. Hey, this, You'll this learn is, soon. This is truly the the ex-girlfriend. You know, you're like scrolling through her Instagram and seeing that she's having a bad time. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I'm kind of happy about this, actually. <laughs> it's You know, I'm trying to be a better person, but... There's, a, there's definitely a piece of me that is very happy to watch Carson Wentz get put on his ass. And he stayed <laughs> healthy, played 100% of the snaps. All was good this past Sunday. It was a great Sunday. I mean... One of the best, like, overall week ones of football I think we've had in a very long time. It was it was definitely good. I mean, you had some surprises, and you had some, some good wins. Uh, the Monday night game was great. So it was a good overall week one. I really enjoyed it the manning broadcast i did not really you know i didn't catch the manning broadcast all that much but fire alarm went off in eli's house oh on the broadcast which was that's horrific hilarious that is absolutely horrific Uh, why is he doing it at eli's house so they were both in separate houses okay and then it was kind of like streamed i guess gotcha russell wilson joined in for the the fourth quarter and the brain trust of that group jesus yeah (laughs) Peyton Ross were like carrying the load there. They uh they showed pictures of they cut the Eli Manning. So football is a sport where there's <laughs> Eli had, or uh, Peyton had like a Ravens helmet like barely on his head and he was like breaking down film. He dressed up as John Gruden like it was very entertaining. That's good. Um, I'm glad I'm glad Peyton is having it. Peyton good, was like making fun of himself because they were showing pictures of Sierra at the Met Gala in 
her Russell Wilson dress and she had her, uh, the Super Bowl ring on. And he was Peyton's like, that's the ring I wanted to win. That's the ring I was going after. And I didn't get it. Um, it was a very good broadcast. I hope they keep doing it and make it accessible to more people. Um, I heard Drew Brees had, had a really good joke, too. He, uh, they were talking about Jameis throwing one of those bombs. Yeah. He said, he's like, yeah, they didn't have arm strength like that the, the last few years. needed long. God forget guys like that can make fun of themselves. Jameis was so interesting this weekend, too. Five touchdowns, but he only threw for 148 yards. I, I so I heard on a podcast I was listening to that uh, that was of like similar performances, five touchdown performances. It's been like 200 something, and that was the first time since like uh, 1962 <laughs> that someone had scored it with like, and it was the lowest since then. Like it, the previous record was like 150 something <laughs> yards to get five touchdowns, and he he broke it. I don't know that that'll be touched. That's crazy. That was. One of the most impressive performances I've Whoever ever seen. did James's LASIK surgery, should that's be, a ringing endorsement. You should be putting it on a hoodie and paying him yeah. whatever it costs to throw it there because you're going to be making it back. That was an unbelievable performance. But at least before he like starts slipping again. Unless, yeah. <laughs> unless, he, unless he relapses into old James. And then we got RG3 still making crab leg jokes on Twitter, too. Poor RG3. Is this 2013 RG3? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um... But yeah, Eagles win. We're flying high going into the home opener. Um, the Phillies, though, Matt, they absolutely stink. They're done. I don't it's know who over. Is. Is I don't. Phillies? I mean, I tweeted back in July that the season was over. Tried to tell everybody. Um, I think we said um, in May. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I think in May we were like, ah, oh, this is going bad, isn't it again? This one will really knock your socks off, though. I don't know if you saw this tweet from... Uh, the man John Stolness, he tweeted this today. There's 18 games left in this Philly season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Phillies have finally reached the 85% vaccination threshold. <laughs> it's like the kid that like has been failing all semester. And it's, like, the last two weeks of school, he's like, all right, like, what do I need? Like, what extra credit can I take to get this done? It's like, well, this won't help you, but you should do this. Like, like they're trying to get prepared for the playoffs. Like, they're going to make, like, oh, like, I don't want to miss out on the playoff run if we get there. It's like, gee, if you're four and a half games back in the division, three of the wild card, you're not making it. <laughs> but you might as well get that jab anyway. Absolutely. I'm glad, I'm glad we finally made it. Absurd. Is, did, did our Roberto Clemente uh, nominee finally get it, or what? Did... It is uh, Roberto Clemente day, and uh, that list overall of the nominees is bizarre, bizarre to say the least. And also, before we get back into that, Vince Velasquez has signed to a minor league contract with the Padres because the Phillies have officially cut ties with Vinny Velo. I would have liked to see him back in the outfield. That would have been fun. Right. Like a, like a Tebow experiment, you know? Like, throw him a tight end, see what he can do. Um, this is just another guy that's going to lead the Phillies and probably be super successful. And we're gonna him be and like, Jake Arrieta in the same rotation. <laughs> and we're going to be like, why uh, Why didn't that happen here? It's like, oh, because nothing good happens to the Philadelphia Phillies. No. It's like we've, like, forgotten that outside of, like, you know, a few runs here and there. Obviously, you have, like, you know, the 08 run. You you win a World Series. But, you like, yeah, some some in the 90s, obviously in the 80s. But outside of that, the Phillies, like, existence has just been, like, awful. And it's just never really been good. <laughs> and, like, this is actually just what, what is normal for the Philadelphia Phillies. Like, this is that their, their resting state. Yeah. Uh, so, the Roberto Clemente Award nominees for the 2021 season. Arizona Diamondbacks, David Peralta, Atlanta Braves, Will Smith, who their fans just absolutely hate Will Smith. Like, they want to run him out of town. Uh, Trey Mancini for the Baltimore Orioles, well-deserved. Nate Eovaldi for the Boston Red Sox, Jason Hayward for the Cubs, Liam Hendricks for the White Sox, Joey Votto for the Reds, Aaron Savale for Cleveland. And here's the first one that just made me scratch my head. Colorado Rockies nominee is Ian Desmond. He has not played baseball since 2019. I was going to say, I 
All right. I guess if he's still in the payroll, I'd. <laughs> he has not played baseball since 2019, and he is their Roberto Clemente Award nominee for 2021. You mean to tell me, Colorado, you had Feels nobody kind of like else. an indictment on the other, like, 50 guys that you had. On your <laughs> roster. Like, nobody, like, I don't know, like, bought pizza for hospital workers last year at some point. Like, <laughs> like I get Ian Desmond opted out last year. And no one was, bought uniforms for, like, the, the kid, like, local, like, sports team. Like, he's been doing a, a ton of, like, humanitarian work and everything, but, like, the guys that are playing, like, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be something, it says, for both on and off the field contributions. That's Desmond a tough has not flick. played in two years. That's a tough flick. Miguel Cabrera for the Tigers, Alex Bregman for Houston, uh, Salvador Perez for Kansas City, Justin Turner for the Dodgers. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, Mike Trout for the Angels. Miguel- I feel like if I'm the MLB and if I'm the Dodgers... I want Justin Turner not mentioned at all, just for the hope that it doesn't recall the World Series events. Like, you don't want that being brought up. You want to no. avoid that. And I also found it hilarious that the LA Kings were at the Dodgers game for LA Kings night the other night, and uh, Anze Kopitar took a picture with uh, Justin Turner, and Kopitar has a mask on, Justin Turner doesn't. I think it's because Kopitar knows. He's like, ah, oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I got to pose with this guy. Um, and then Miguel Rojas for the Miami Marlins. Mike Trout was for the Angels. Brent Suter for the Milwaukee Brewers. Nelson Cruz is the Twins nominee, who currently plays for Tampa Bay. Pete Alonzo for the Mets. Uh, Kyle Higishoka for the Yankees. Tony Kemp for the A's. Alec Bohm for your Philadelphia Phillies, who's currently playing for Lehigh Valley. Uh, Jacob Stallings for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Joe Musgrove for San Diego. Kyle Seeger for Seattle. Brandon Crawford for San Francisco. Paul Goldschmidt uh, for the Cardinals. Ryan Yarbrough for Tampa Bay. Jose Trevino for Texas. Bo Bichette for Toronto. And Max Scherzer for the Washington Nationals, who currently plays for the L.A. Dodgers. You know, listen, I, apparently Bohm does good stuff. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I, and that's no slight of him. Yeah, like, like it just feels, it feels like, like there's been no mention I, of I, it. I, maybe they need to, to get the PR machine working for him. Because I was like, all right, <laughs> Alec Bohm. <laughs> Alec Bohm donating books and backpacks to the Lehigh Valley area. Cool. That's a noble cause. Would not be surprised I wish I'd heard about it. Was. I No, yeah, I think he has like he has like a local charity um it was kind of vague about like what he's done exactly but hey he's doing something so good for him good for alec bone <laughs> i feel like that was just like hey we know you struggled this year <laughs> yeah here's a little here's confidence some good pr boost. for you like we're gonna get you like on a list get you your listen. name in the national eye. what if i told you i could put you on a list with mike trout <laughs> hey what do mike trout and alec bone have in common outside of being first you can tell that picks. to like people who don't know much about baseball but know that mike Trout is amazing be like well you know they're both nominated for the roberto clemente award so pretty Alex prestigious stuff. pretty good um yeah think another team might bite on that be like well hey mike Trout, i don't know if you know this both both in the running for the roberto clemente so both first round picks alec yeah. bohm actually got drafted higher than mike trout believe it or not really bringing the mood down that's great <laughs> Anything else? Any Some other? of those guys, though, on that list, from Ian Desmond to Nelson Cruz not being on the Twins to Scherzer not being on the Nationals, doesn't make a lot of sense. I wonder if they had to, like, submit it. By a certain time. In, like, yeah, that that can that really seems to be the only way, I think. I don't know. We're going to talk about how the Phillies are hopeless, or we're just... <laughs> how do you lose a series to the Rockies? I figured a split like was going to happen. I mean, like, how do you get fired on your day off? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> You're not going to get eliminated from, from – we don't have a single day off left, do we? Um, I think we have one, maybe. Like, you're not even in Colorado. But that's maybe. when we're going to get officially eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. If we have a day off, that's it. We'll lose. Monday, September 27th. But the, the Braves don't play that day, so I don't think that we can actually really get eliminated. Yeah, the Mets will probably jump us in the standings by then. Oh, that'd be the ultimate <laughs> kick in the nads, wouldn't it? slipping up so we don't that we don't even have that really we have nothing no we have nothing for the future uh i think if i'm trying to be as real as possible we at least have like 
significant amount of money coming off the books this summer. Well, this all cool. Season. Too bad we don't spend it. I do feel like we'll spend that money though. It's weird because we have such a high payroll, but we've spent inefficiently and dumbly. Maybe we change that now. Maybe Dave Dombrowski, you know, he obviously we had this reassignment of a lot of uh, positions within the team. Maybe he feels like he knows some people that are smarter, that are better, that'll make better decisions, and that's where the Phillies' direction is going to go. <laughs> it, it just feels like this team is the same story every year, and I feel like we tell ourselves the same stories every year to console ourselves, to kind of hide from the truth, which mm-hmm. is that we're kind of just a very average team, and like 80 and 82 is perfectly fitting for the Phillies. You know, like that's just where they are. That's just, and it sucks because Bryce is having a magnificent season. Zach Wheeler is too. You have these like good pieces and it's just nothing. And it's like all these guys that we were excited about last year too, just suck. Like McCutcheon has looked rough off the, the pace. past couple weeks. And that's, you know, listen. I think the only other person you could put in the category of like Wheeler and Bryce Harper contributions is Gene Segura. He's right. been the only other person that's been like when he's healthy and on the field, he's been consistent. And that's it. Like JT has been terrible in the month of September. We all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me Dom Ponteri and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's been JT, I think it's just checked out. Uh, boom. Which is frustrating good, because it seems like here. the last three years with JT, September rolls around and it's like things fall off the tracks. Yeah. It's really the whole team. <laughs> the whole team, actually, just September rolls around. We're like, eh, nothing yeah. to play for. Which we have 18 games left, including tonight's game that's currently going on. Uh, the Phillies currently sit at 72 and 72. Brings us to our play pickup prop of the week, Matt. Our friends at Play Pickup, big announcement today. They, um, they're doing big things, and I'm glad we are partnered up with them because uh, Sportico put out a, an article. Months after announcing a $1.5 million seed round, Pickup has brought in another $3 million to build up its social prediction platform. Jesus. So congrats to our friends at Pickup. Uh, you guys can go play the headlines, play props at playpickup.com. Uh, you can check out our Thursday night streams we're doing on our Twitch channel as well for Thursday night football all season long. Um, Thursday night props presented by Pickup. But uh, this leads me to our question, Matt, brought to you by our friends at Pickup. Will the Phillies finish over 500? Because they're 72 and 72. And we talk about, you know, it's been a decade since they've made the playoffs. It's been since 2011. It's also been a decade since they've had a winning record. They're not going to give it to us. I don't think so either. They're not gonna give it to come they're, on. They're gonna finish two they're gonna be eighty and eighty two again. It'll be lucky if they go eight and eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think there's a chance. And they're gonna get swept by the Orioles. Wouldn't be shocked at this point because they've been playing bad teams badly. Uh, I looked, you know, because like Reese Hoskins going out was kind of the, the moment where the season felt like it went adrift. Nine and nine since then a 500 team and i i don't think there's anything stopping them from going similar to, to close out the season i i just i would be very surprised if they uh if they finish if finish above 500 here i really would I, I i just i really think that it might even just be 81 and 81 and it's like you were so close and there you go i it's it's depressing it's frustrating and being a Phillies fan is just existing in pain and mediocrity. Yeah, they Every, are. Because everything feels so close. It's like, oh, we could, we're, we're right there. And every year it's the same thing. We blow these terrible series of teams. You know, we go 2-8 and eight against these awful teams on these terrible stretches. We're like, oh, you know, if we just win that series, 
we're in a different place. Oh, man, if we had, like, an average bullpen. It's like, I've been saying that for three years. It just gets exhausting. <laughs> and every year, I'm, like, more prone to just, like, giving up emotionally on this team. Mm-hmm. This was the earliest thing I'd ever done it. And next year, might be even earlier. Might even be, like, opening week. Be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm seeing the signs on the wall here. And according to Phillies Nation seven minutes ago, every indication is that Joe Girardi will return in 2022. Meanwhile, Gabe Kapler is the manager of the first team to clinch a playoff spot this year. And the Giants are going to the playoffs with Gabe fucking Kapler. Remember when we, like, laughed at the Giants wanting to get Bryce Harper? And be like, the Giants suck. It's like, that's what pisses me off the most is all these teams that have been great, tanked, been great, and tanked again and are now great again in the span that it's taken the Phillies to be hoping to go above 500. You know what annoys me, though, about the Gabe Kapler revisionism is, one, it was not our roses when he was here. This Mm -hmm. idea that, like, he was just this brainchild. He was just this magnificent communicator. And no. From day one, the guy was not effective at communicating very well. That's just the truth. And the coaches around him were not good. And I think it's more the organization than Gabe. But let's just pump the brakes when we start writing the the fluffy pieces about Gabe Kapler and how we we got it all wrong. It's like, listen, Gabe Kapler, I think he's a good manager. But first of all, it was was his first management job in a very, very difficult situation that I, at this point, don't know who could possibly even salvage, honestly, because it seems just much more beyond that. And um, I've seen people saying that we should have, that Clentac was like this like smart guy and he wanted to keep Gabe Kapler. And it's like, okay, let's say that that's true, which I think Clentac would have said anything to keep his job. Yeah. So uh, who cares? Which he still has a job. Somehow. (laughs) Are we just going to absolve Glentak of every other terrible thing he did because he had, like, one semi-smart idea at some point in time? Like, are we just going to absolve the fact that the reason that we're in such a, a crap situation now is because of Glentak and his awful drafting and his awful roster management? Awful player development. Like, you don't get a pat on the back for signing Bryce Harper. You just don't. You didn't, like, no. that's not, you don't get a pat on the back for signing, like, big guys like that. You get a pat on the back for, like, what you do on the periphery, what you do, like, to actually expand and improve the roster on the edges. I, I don't thank you and embrace you warmly for trading for JT Real Muto and then still almost fumbling his re-signing. Like, I, I just, to me, like, that's not, <laughs> Clintech deserves no credit for anything. And I just, I don't care for the revisionism around Kapler and, and what that era was like. Again, barely even an era. It was his first job here. Those jobs never work out. I don't know what to tell you. The guy was still letting guys play Fortnite in the locker room. I Inexcusable to me. We know, I, I just want to pull up articles. I want to pull up tweets from that time mm-hmm. and how people were just laying on this guy. And that he was clearly not, it was not going to work here, ever. Good for him. Actually, not good for him because I hate the Giants. <laughs> um, they're the Yankees West to me. I just I, I I hate so much about them. I hate their stupid ballpark. I hate the I I hope one of those kayakers gets eaten by a shark. I just <laughs> <laughs> that's just well actually no I'm not kidding when I say that. I hope their kayak gets eaten. I don't wish death, death on anyone or, right. or maiming, but it would be really funny to me to see like a a great white just like breach into a kayak and the guy just go over and the water turns brown around him because he just evacuated himself because he, he tried diving for a freaking uh, a home run ball that's incredible i'd yeah. love to see it dodgers are in the playoffs as well go dodgers i guess i don't know <laughs> just... i don't even know to root for i know it's like i gotta wait to see who from the american league gets in because like i i just hate all of these like Am I really going to root for the Brewers? Are they going to make us root for the Brewers? It's the year of Milwaukee? <laughs> I don't know. Don't care for the Brewers very much. Milwaukee's got enough. They have enough. a cool slide. The Brewers have a yeah. cool slide. I mean, that's nice. I, I like a team with a gimmick. You Ryan know? Braun's gone. Yeah. That stink is still there, though. Yeah. It's like Milwaukee's gotten enough already. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. The Bucks won the finals. Spread the wealth. Yeah, does Wisconsin really need? I mean, do they need any more pick me ups? They got it all.
top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer. Upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. They got that 70s show. What about the White Sox? If Tony LaRusso wasn't the manager. That's, yeah. That's sleazeball. Now that you mention it. Like, the White Sox as a team are very fun. Blue Jays? I would Are we going to go Canada here? Just switch total allegiance? I would not be mad about it. Like, that Blue Jays team is not getting enough hype. I hate everyone everyone coming out of the National League. If the Padres make it, I will... Fully abandoned myself and become a Padres fan. And then it's like... The Reds? I'd root for the Reds. I mean, our guy, Nick Castellanos. I would 100%, 100% root for the Reds. Did you see he hit a... A home run on 9-11? Yes, I did. <laughs> to left field to make it a 4 nothing ball game? <laughs> Time is just a flat circle, man. It really, like... You can't write this stuff. Uh yeah, if the Reds make, the I would playoffs, root, I would root for the Reds. We would totally, I would totally get behind. It I would with root the for the Reds and the Padres both. See, the Padres is tough because Jake Arrieta is on that team. So. Yeah, but you know what? Like, I like you know what? San Diego's cool. They deserve it. Like, I also you know, listen, not like, San Diegans don't really deserve it because they live in like a beautiful city with yeah. beautiful year-round weather. So it's like you know what? Like, sorry, the Chargers left, but like it's seventy-five every day. I think you'll live. Yeah. You just like, have to deal with rain in December. Get over it. Yeah, like I, I think I think everything will be okay with you. Um. I, I don't hate like the Blue the Jays either. I like the Blue Jays. I mean, that that beef is like kind of before our time. Yeah, you know, we so weren't like, born yet. I don't really have that that anger really that I think probably older Phillies fans yeah. would. So, plus like Vlad Junior's fun. Bo Bichette is fun. They have good pitching. Red Sox. I mean, if the Red Sox squeak in, cheering for Nikki P. Wouldn't hate it. I don't know. Hey, baseball, I just... And then who's the AL wet? Are, are the A's still in it? Uh, They are... They're they're out of it. They're the three yeah. and a half out of the wild card. And That's a in bummer. their division, they're seven back from the Astros. So they That's are, a bummer. they're quite adrift right now. Because, you know, our guy, Cole Irvin, plays for the A's. I would yeah. root for them as well. 100%. I, I would not hate rooting for the Reds and the, the Blue Jays. So there we go. Reds and Blue Jays. How about that? Those are our teams. Yeah, because the Phillies just... Can't wait for them both miss out on the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> We've put our stink on uh, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cincinnati and Toronto. Um, speaking of stink, are we really going to have to deal with Ben Simmons this year again? Because uh, it sure looks like it. See, you are, and I, other Sixers I fans are. Not. I will stop watching the team if Ben yeah. Simmons is on it. That's, that is my... Lock it in, guarantee. If Ben Simmons is on this roster in opening day, listen up. Listen up, Daryl. <laughs> I will not watch a game. I won't do it. That's it. I know. Dramatic. Big. It's big time for him. Not going to do it to myself. I am not going to do it to myself. I'm not going to put myself through that hell again. I've been to therapy before, <laughs> and you know what they tell you? that you Just try and remove the stressors from your life. Try and try and balance yourself as much as you can. You know what? I ha- I still have not. Someone was talking about the Sixers. Like I don't <laughs> want to talk about them. I was I was at a party with them. Someone was like trying to talk to the Sixers. Like, listen, I'm not. In, I am not. You know that meme is like I'm. I don't have the capacity. To, <laughs> I don't have the mental capacity right now to deal with this conversation. I don't. 
no part of me is looking forward to the Sixers, and no part of like I still, to this day, have not gotten over. It is September fifteenth. I have not gotten over that Hawk series. I will. Ne- I have accepted for the rest of my life. I will be the crotchety old man that will be talking about that Hawk series and how it broke my spirit for the rest of my life. Like, you don't know what it was like. Summer of twenty one. You're like the the Phillies fans in 1993 at Joe Carter. I mean, seriously, That's I I what it's like. I don't know that I'll ever get over it. I and now now I gotta stare at this oaf and pretend that I like him. I don't. Sorry, Ben. You said it on the first episode post talk series. You said I do not want to see number 25 in a Sixers uniform again. I don't. I don't know. And nothing. And you know what? I was, I was even willing to admit that maybe that was emotional. Maybe that was just like, ah, oh, man, you were just kind of caught up in the moment. No. Really, like, in fact, I want to see him less. <laughs> it's only gotten worse. Like, time has not healed these wounds. Time has put salt and battery acid in these wounds. <laughs> uh, I saw that headline and I was just like, just give me more beefed up Tyrese Maxey videos. Even that, it's like it's, it doesn't. I got the train to get rid of this doesn't fraud. Balance. Like, it's just um, the Sixer situation is is bordering on untenable. I think you might need to call the UN and like get the Security Council on this one because some kind of mediation group. I don't know. I. It's it's amazing how like quickly you can just like dislike someone mm-hmm. <laughs> and and. The opinion and the feeling can just change so swiftly. I've never felt this way about a player on my own team. I've never felt this way about an athlete in general, actually. I, I try and avoid, like, the, you know, like, I try and always remind myself that these guys are human. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, like, someone's son, someone's brother, husband, whatever. You know, like, at the end of the day, there's just people doing a job. So don't give them too much of it because, like, they don't deserve it. But, like... That line has been <laughs> incredibly it's hard been for me crossed. to separate. I mean, even Horford was just like, "All right, like this guy yeah. just sucks, whatever." You and know, it's but like I was year. never, it's never really like, never felt deeply personal to me mm-hmm. like this Ben stuff does. Like I feel personally accosted yeah. by everything that has happened. Like I feel deep within me a trouble <laughs> that is just not washing away, and I don't. I just will never get over it. And part of me died. I truly, this sounds dramatic, but part of me died in June. A, a, mm-hmm. a true spirit of me died and has and is just not coming back. Yeah. I have wilted. Part of me has wilted and never to regrow. Just clip my branches off because it's over. And you know what? Sometimes you need to prune a little bit. And I think to uh, wrap this episode up on a lighter note, we go to our weird news of the week segment. <laughs> Because Yay! there has been some crazy fucking shit in the news this week. Really? That's weird. I haven't noticed. <laughs> Nicki Minaj's Holy Christ. brother's friend's nutsack to uh, this absolutely hilarious uh, gritty tattoo that I saw today um, that I will definitely show you here because I just I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, that gritty tweeted out saying, the vibes are immaculate. <laughs> gritty as mother mary i love it <laughs> um but this one here is is the one that took the cake for me uh my friend jen feinberg tweeted this out and said uh just box county things man so this one's kind of kind of local they're good uh northampton township police department report here charges filed in theft of snoop dog bobblehead oh no now you've crossed the line on September 14, 2021, Northampton Township Police Department filed a charge of theft by unlawful taking against Mark Prior of Holland, PA. The charges Mark. were... Mark. <laughs> messed up, Mark. Charges were uh, filed were a result of an investigation that was conducted in Northampton Township Police Detectives. The investigation began on August 4, 2021, after the police department was notified by the Richboro Acme that a subject entered their store on July 29th, 2021 and removed their Corona Snoop Dogg bobblehead display by placing it in a shopping cart and exiting the store. 
The bobblehead display is over three feet tall and valued at approximately a thousand dollars. Uh oh, that's uh, that's where you get into grand grand theft. theft. Uh, detectives were able to review surveillance video. It's a felony, Mark. You gotta watch out. That carries a minimum <laughs> sentence. From the Acme store and video from a grocery store in a neighbor uh, neighboring jurisdiction, which led to the information needed to identify the subject involved in the theft case. <laughs> They get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Mark, three month. Three-month-long investigation for a Snoop Dogg bobblehead. I'm just glad the resources are going to, to good places here. I'm glad that everyone can walk away feeling much better. That uh, did, So does the Acme get this, or is that promotion, like, over? I don't know. It's like the bobblehead is just in escrow right now. Is it in an evidence locker? Of, uh, I would love to see the evidence locker with the three-foot-tall Snoop Dogg bobblehead. How many police officers do you think have taken pictures with that? This like, standing is hilarious. So, like, Holy Christ. Okay. One, I get why he stole it. Two, that really doesn't look like Snoop Dogg. No. Like, if you, like, showed that to me, I'd be like, I'm not sure who that is supposed to be. And I feel like Snoop Dogg is a pretty pretty unique look. I can't tell that that's Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know that he was even doing, like, a Corona. I know he's on that commercial. But even then, like, I wouldn't have been able to, like... Mark, you just got to do better, bud. Can't be taking three-foot-tall Snoop Dogg bobbleheads, pal. And listen, he's not wearing a mask in that video. There's literally, like... if Listen, do not commit crimes. All right? That is not what's being advised. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But, in theory, hypothetically, if you were to want to commit a crime in these days, you have the ultimate, like... Cover up, literally. literal cover up. Now, you couldn't just throw a surgical mask on. It's hard, I, I gotta tell you, it's hard to really get get people's face description with one of these masks on. You can wear a ha- oh, I'm not, again, not advocating anything. Do not do not commit crimes. Don't don't yell at me if you get popped for something. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're gonna do it, in you cannot sue 2021. Him, a- throw a hat and a mask on. It's kind of hard to tell what you look like. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Don't be so incriminating. $1,000 Snoop Dogg bobblehead. I'm surprised that $1,000 they got fleeced. For $1,000? Yeah. I'm looking at this thing. That is not. That does not look $1,000 to me. No. That really does not look like Snoop Dogg at all. Yeah, not really. When have you ever seen Snoop Dogg throw up a peace sign? I feel like I don't see that from Snoop very often. Yeah. That's not to me. That does not read Snoop. Mark, you tough have, scene for Mark. Mark, you've really messed up, bud. You really messed up. Don't listen. If there's one thing we've learned, I guess, is like, don't walk into Acme and steal their displays because they will find you. That's really what we've come to understand. Yeah. Uh, Nicki Minaj's uh, viral. Maybe we can get a thousand dollar thousand dollar statue of Nicki Minaj's cousin's balls from Trinidad. What an all-time sweet Trinidadian balls. That tweet is going to be reused, recycled in so many ways. I saw people saying, bypass the, the waiting period, put this tweet in the Twitter Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's what a wild scene. Well, she she also said she couldn't go. I, I, I'm assuming this was like one of the impetus to her tweeting about this is that she couldn't go to the Met Gala either because she wasn't vaccinated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I just I think it's very unlikely that uh your cousin's balls got swollen because of the the vaccine that he got. It's it sounds a lot like an STI. Little bit. He should maybe go get some penicillin. Get she has been. And then maybe while he's there, get you know a different kind of shot. <laughs> <laughs> she has been very online. Going back and forth with a number of people. This was the best tweet I saw. Yeah, the Randy Marsh. <laughs> I just, just 
you know, it's weird. You don't want to idolize people too much, celebrities and athletes and stuff, because eventually you find out that they're just like normal people too, which means they can be dumb mm-hmm. and easily influenced. Um, so that's a bummer. <laughs> it's always a bummer when you find out some celebrity that... I, not that I really cared for Nicki Minaj all that much. I like her music, but I wasn't like, oh, I love Nicki, you know? Like, it's like, all right, well, that's a bummer. Super bass is going to be a little different for me now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's that booming system, baby. That, that is, I, I bet you could play super bass on her his, her cousin's balls now. Get the snare drum. <laughs> it's just a drum pad. Just an all-time tweet. It is, like, every stereotype about, like, my cousin's uncle brother said. Like, my cousin's friend in Trinidad. Come on. Do better. The the tweet is, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting right, so married. I get one of these shots. What's up? That now, sounds awesome. <laughs> now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision not bullied. I need, I need more. So, like, okay. So, first of all, like, impotent, like, he's not getting an erection or is he, like, not producing sperm or the sperm is, like, not viable? Like, could mean different things. They called off the wedding because of this? <laughs> because his balls were swollen and he was impotent? That seems like a bad relationship. Like, of all the issues to have in your life... Like, that's a, that's a serious issue, of course. Serious health issue, too. But, like, you're calling off the wedding because of that? Like, you have to tell your family and friends, like, oh, like, what happened? Like, oh, uh, he took the COVID vaccine. His balls swole, swelled up, so I can't be with him anymore. And he couldn't get an erection. Like, that's what did it for you? I need more. We need more from this story because there's more to it, obviously. Anyone with half a brain knows that there's more to this story than just he got the COVID shot and now all of a sudden his balls are swollen. So they called the wedding off. No, I think he probably cheated. Yeah. And she found out and he got an STI from it and he's, he's spinning a tail here. So I think this is a long game of telephone that Nicki Minaj got on the wrong end of. <laughs> absolutely incredible unbelievable you love to see it i mean if Nicki minaj's uh inflated balls friend wants to come on the podcast and talk about his balls it'd be absolutely i mean jimmy kimmel's already requesting it which is hilarious in its own right um yeah what a time what a time um that's all we got for you guys make sure you uh Follow us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina because he's going to be going off on Dom because, Matt, you're 1-0 in the official first uh, Top Ends Derby as uh, Liverpool beat AC Milan today in the Champions League, which I'm sure will be the talk of the town on Top Ends this week. Oh. <laughs> of course. I mean, come on. I you know Dom Dom head coaching today, so I didn't want to bug him. I didn't want to spoil anything for him, but I'm in a group chat with him and Ryan, and Ryan texted like, "Wow, Dom, this is an absolute slaughter." It's like Dom doesn't want spoilers, but yeah, has been rough. It do be like that. It do. It was a great game though. It turned out to be a great game. Um, so yeah, Top Bins is back. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Uh, now on Apple Podcasts. And uh, subscribe to this show as well, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your shows, uh, your podcasts. We are there. UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com is the website for our written content. And uh, follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. We just cracked 300 followers the other day. So shout out to Steven Schneider for grinding in the digital golf world as well. And uh, thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades, Stateside, Urban Craft Vodka, and Kenwood Beer. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use our code USP to get 25% off your order from our friends at Tomahawk Shades, Stateside, Urban Craft Vodka. Get the vodka soda party packs at StatesideVodka.com. And Kenwood Beer. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who has Kenwood Beer on tap you got to be 21 or older to uh, go to Stateside and Kenwood's websites and purchase their products. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 360 
of Underground Sports Philadelphia will be back later this week. I'll be in D.C. on Sunday covering the PLL Championship game. Uh, and if you guys are in the area, make sure you head out to Villa Capri in Doylestown to hang out with our friends from Bell and the Birdman. They'll be there every Sunday, and I'll be there most Sundays producing their show on site. It was a blast this past Sunday, and uh, it's only going to go up from here. But for Matt, I'm KB. This has been episode 360 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Till next time, we are signing off without swollen balls. Peace. Speak for yourself. Oh,